ready for another episode of Wanderings and Wool Gathering? Good, here's Foggy. Welcome to Wanderings and Wool Gathering, episode 96. Tonight's episode is brought to you by 4411 Creative Agency. The good folks at 4411 provide custom marketing and flawless execution. Creative is their middle name. Head over to 4411creative.com to find out more. And tonight, we are celebrating the year that was 2021, highlighting some of our favorite music, favorite movies, TVs, books, and comic books. And joining me is JPP. Easy listening sounds for the hard of hearing. It's JPP. Greetings, y'all. How's it going? It's going quite well. So far, the year has had no mishaps. <laughs> oh, we're off to a good start, yes. We so are. Far. We're not a day in, but hey, I'll take it. Right. And joining us is none other than Metalhead Mundy. Step inside into his mind. It's boy band time. It's Metalhead Mundy. What's going on, guys? The usual. In my head, I play your theme song when I announce you. It's funny. I always forget about it and when I go back and listen to the episodes because, you know, for quality control and uh, <laughs> not just because I like to hear myself. Um, it's oh. I, I I remember like the conversation and then <clears throat> excuse me when the theme pops in I'm like oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so if the show sucks it's because of Monday's lack of quality control you guys heard it here <laughs> <clears throat> otherwise it would be amazing taking notes all right so for everybody out there we are actually recording on January first so we're kicking off the new year with our Last year's celebration, um, some things came up, so we weren't able to record when we wanted to with the holidays and all of our get-togethers, so um, you'll have to forgive us. I, I think uh, the brow beating will happen at some point, so we'll take it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Indeed. Well, gentlemen, I say we jump right in because we do have a lot to talk about. There were, um, I mean, obviously last year was rough. We were still dealing with COVID and all of that kind of stuff, working from home, all those issues, but... There were some really cool things that that occurred during the year and let's get ready to highlight those let's start off with music what was your musical highlight from last year metalhead what you got uh well i won't dwell on mine too much because there's probably no shock that it was the scion debut album from uh howard jones and jared dines we just talked about it last episode and so I'm not going to go over all of that again. It's wonderful. It's something I was looking forward to ever since they dropped the first video. And I mean, the album's great. You can hear me drool all over it on last episode if you really want. But the, so Scion was my pick. And here's an action. Yeah, <clears throat> I do have an honorable mention, which was the bullet for my Valentine self-titled album that came out and i've been a fan of theirs since i saw their first video on jamie josta's version of headbangers ball years and years ago and i've kind of stuck with them and they, their last couple were mm, okay not you know they felt like they were kind of slowing down a little bit and man this one is just balls to the wall it, it is heavy it is angry and it is good so that's my pick and my honorable mention 
Yeah, I um, I enjoyed both of those as well. I think I was a, there was a double drooling when we reviewed Scion. We both dug that a lot, and yeah. I also did enjoy Bullet. So mm-hmm. two for two. Paul, did you check that one out? Uh, yes, I did. In fact, I I listened to your episode for quality control. And uh, to answer your question, I think Jared is a multi instrumentalist, so he may have played some drums, but they may have been using like Easy Drummer or some sort of programming as well, yeah. just because of the way they sound. The snare sounds real good and isolated, so there may have been some uh, programming definitely involved with it. But I, right out of the gate, that first verse, I was just like, "Holy crap, Howard! That's yeah. <laughs> brutal. It's good, good stuff." Yeah. So what did you have for us? Well, you know, this year has been kind of a, a one big detour for me. I uh, started off really fired up and inspired, and I kind of took a big break from music in, in a lot of ways and just kind of focused on some other elements. And um, the hiatus has been nice. It makes things more refreshing when you step away. Um, a couple of uh, uh, noteworthy pieces for me fear factory dropped an album this year i know they had a new singer involved and stuff and um it was really fun i really enjoyed it i thought well burton no i think uh uh oh my god burton i'm pretty sure he's on the album but like Mm -hmm. after they recorded the album he split so he has dino is promoting it and burton's done but i'm pretty sure it's all him on the album okay it did sound a little different to me i didn't dig a ton into it i just uh our our buddy doug said hey check out the new fear factory so i did okay and i dug it (laughs) um there's some good riffs on there but i think my my favorite release of this year was definitely failure's newest one um it is called wild type droid it released not too long ago um and it's just solid failure all the way around some good grooves and stuff. And it's really good to hear Kelly Scott and Ken Andrew working, Ken Andrews working together again. Kelly's a killer drummer and uh, Ken always has some really great songwriting ideas and um, just, just a powerhouse. And they're a three piece now too. So take that for what it's worth in the uh, rush notebook and how solid they sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone know. knows that he just said it was a solid failure. i know you've been into them for a long long time so that's cool i'll have to check that out yep i uh i i definitely um idolize them a little too much probably but there's nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with it if we hadn't had our brief hiatus we probably could have covered those records all three of them yeah but no but no we had to take a break (laughs) insert ross geller we were on a break We're done breaking. We are in it. This year, we are in it to win it. One show per week the entire year. We're doing it. I said it here first. I think so. Okay. My choice, my number one choice was NF Clouds the Mixtape. Came out all the way back in March. But uh, there's just, uh, there are two songs that really stand out. I, I didn't feel like the entire record was necessarily as good as some of the previous, but just Like You was a perfect song for the times that we're living in with everybody having some mental health issues and struggling living indoors and, you know, in fear of the virus and all of that. So Just Like You was amazing. And then, I don't know, I'm, I'm sure you guys saw the video for Story. Mm-hmm. Um, it was super cool. Gets me tense every time I watch it. So that was my choice for Record of the Year. And then my honorable mentions were Blacklist. Uh, mm-hmm. That was yeah. a lot of solid songs on there that yeah. I really liked. Uh, this Alchemy from The Awakening, our good friend Ashton Knight's band. Paul, I, 
I don't know if you got a chance to listen to that, but there's a lot of synth. I think you'd really dig it. I'll have to check it out for sure. Um, you know, it was unfortunately missed on my radar. Yeah. And then we got, I'm going to mention these here. I'll, we'll probably mention them when they're up and coming, but there were two, well, there are actually three singles released from some upcoming projects that I think will be worth listening to in the future. Two of them were from Beauty and Chaos, mm-hmm. um, Orion and the Kiss of the World featuring Whitney Ty and Elena Alice Fossey. Uh, those were really good songs. And then the other one also featuring Whitney Ty was Chuck Wright's Sheltering Sky. Um, they redid Army of Me from Bjork. And it was a pretty, pretty cool rendition. So yeah, those records are both out this spring. So Nice. Very cool. Yeah, I was I was really impressed with Whitney. Um, you know, the the new BIC direction is is very, very cool. Um, I've been talking with Michael a little bit behind the scenes and stuff, and and I'm really excited for that to come out. Sounds like somebody might have a remix coming. Maybe. Hmm. Yeah. You know, we're we're uh, we're talking about that, but we'll see what the future holds. <laughs> awesome. Any other mentions, gentlemen, before we move on from the musical world? I'm sorry to say I I failed you guys and did not mention that the Peppa Pig Adventures album dropped uh, in July and uh, was noteworthy. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I was looking through a list to make sure I didn't miss anything. So, um, you know, there was there was a lot of stuff that came out and um, I was sad to see that Quicksand dropped an album uh, back in August and I missed it as well. Oh, yeah. So I got some stuff to uh, catch up on. Yeah. And I, I almost threw Public Enemy on my list, but that actually had come out just before the end of 2020. So that couldn't make the list, but um, he has, I'm really excited. I don't know if I'm going to buy it or not, but there's uh, going back to Apocalypse 91. They're doing a graphic novel and you can buy the graphic novel and you get the, um, I believe a vinyl four prints, one of them that Chuck D did and he signs it all. And, and the whole thing was like 199 bucks. So sweet. I don't know. We'll see. But I'm tempted. I, you know, I, <clears throat> I, I saw the Anthrax graphic novel first, which mm-hmm. uh, I was well was purchased for me. I didn't get mm-hmm. it, but it was purchased for me, and I got my copy, my hardcover copy with the cover by the Judge Dredd cover by Charlie Benante. Love it. Sweet. But um, it, I feel like. Like every band that I follow is trying to do a graphic novel, like the the Public Enemy one. There's a Rise Against. There's a, a Dio Holy Diver one. There, I mean, I think so that's the many. reason of being for that company that does it. Yeah, there's yeah. so many. So buy the band's coffee, buy the band's beer, buy the band's graphic <laughs> novel. Yep. I mean, good for them. You know, you got to diversify these days, I'm sure, to make a living in music. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's Z2 Comics. Yeah, okay. Way. That's the name of the company. Yeah. I didn't realize, I didn't look close enough to realize they were doing all of them, but that makes sense. Yeah, I did, when I went to look at them, because I was trying to decide if I just wanted to buy the graphic novel, if I wanted to do the whole package, and um, I noticed the interaction was there. So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome stuff. Did you enjoy that graphic novel? I did. It's very cool. It's all, it's basically, um, uh, they took Among the Living track by track and it's all, every chapter is a, like a, some kind of representation of a different song off of Among the Living. Any creators that you were excited about? Uh, yeah, but without looking at it, I can't remember. 
there were a couple that the band band members wrote. Um, <clears throat> I don't remember if Charlie wrote or drew one, but I know I'm pretty sure Scott wrote one, and I know Frankie wrote one, but I can't remember. There there were like writers and artists that I recognized, but I don't, I don't remember off the top of my head. All right. Well, let's move on then, gentlemen. Cool. TV. Are you ready for that? Yep. Yeah. All right. Let's go uh, JPP. Let's start with you on this one since we went metalhead last time. <laughs> cool. Um, <clears throat> I think for me, it's it's more of a general thing than one particular show, but I was definitely a big fan of the content series that Marvel dropped this year. WandaVision was excellent. Um, my wife struggled with the beginning of Falcon and Winter Soldier at first because it was kind of slow. She said she felt like it would be better as a movie, and same with Hawkeye as well. But I'm just happy to see pieces of the universe still moving on, right? So I, I definitely enjoyed it and, and uh, had a good time seeing those, as well as Mando and, and now the book of Boba Fett, you know, episode one dropped. So I'd like to talk more about that in length as we see those episodes unfold as well. But uh, Disney Plus is uh, definitely keeping me uh, engaged in the, in the grand scheme of things. I'd say my runner-up was definitely Motu Revelations. I think uh, those two mini-seasons were very good, and uh, they left it nice and open for more. Excellent. Yeah, I really, the <laughs> Masters of the Universe revelation, I, I really enjoyed that a lot. I don't understand all the crap Kevin Smith is getting, and I, I don't know, like, I am a fan of a lot of things, but fandom of things can just be ridiculous, and they're I feel felt like they piled on him unnecessarily for that. I I thought it was a good story and you know, it's people people want what they want and that if they don't get that they it's ridiculous. But. Yeah. I mean the the cast was great. I mean Henry Rollins as Triclops sold. Yeah. They didn't use him yes. enough in my opinion, but at, yeah. the, end the, <laughs> at the end of the day, um you're going to have that with like you said with any fandom. My wife was you know, a big fan of Doctor Who and Jodie Whittaker is awesome. And there's so many fans that poo-poo on the idea of a female doctor. And it's ridiculous. You know, it's like yeah. be open to how the story unfolds, right? Because if uh, they're not telling the story, you're not getting more content. So deal with it. That's one thing, too. The Doctor Who thing is like as many times as he or well, not even he as many times as the doctor mm -hmm. regenerates, you would think sooner or later it would be a woman or a black guy or a black woman or, you know, mm -hmm. Asian person or, you know, whatever. Right. And it just hasn't happened before now. So get ready for the bond world to explode. Oh, when yeah. Bond becomes a girl or yeah. when this, um, the new Superman movie comes out and it's a black Superman, you know, Right. Just, the Bond thing. Now. Yeah, the Bond thing is just as easy as the Doctor Who thing. Yep. It's uh, 007 is a designate. It's not a yep. person. Mm -hmm. yep. So, exactly. I mean, that's simple. <laughs> yep. People hug too tightly onto their uh yeah, the fandom and their ideologies of it. Yep. Yep, yep. I agree. Is that your last word, Paul? Yes. And that was my final word. In your final word. All right. Well, then I'll take over from here and let Monday close us out. Um, I agreed with you, by the way, Paul, and the Marvel shows have really enjoyed those. Um, great stuff. My choice was uh, The Wheel of Time on uh, 
Amazon Prime. I've read, so it's like 14 books. It's incredibly dense. They're like eight to 900,000 pages apiece. I've read six of them. Wow. So the first season was obviously just the first book. Um, and it was a slow start. The first episode I thought was a little bit wonky. Um, second episode started picking up. And then from there, I think it really took off. And I really ended up loving the show. And everybody who comes over on Friday nights to watch with us has really enjoyed it too. And that's another one of those where the fandom cannot stand the idea of changing things. And sometimes what works in a book or the pacing of a book doesn't work in a show. And so the writer who is a huge fan of the books isn't going to do anything blasphemous or ruin the show, has changed a few things and adjusted some timelines, I think, and uh, just changed some minor things that haven't affected the overall characters or anything, but people are losing it. So I almost think if you come into the series not knowing anything, you're just better off. And you don't have to engage in that crap and you can just enjoy the show. Yeah. And that's where my wife and I came in and she absolutely loved the series. And I, you know, I think that first episode you said was wonky. I think that's what kind of turned me off. Cause I, I did not stick with it and I was just kind of in and out while she was watching it. And, but she absolutely loved it. And that's, we, we knew nothing about it. So yeah. she, she really enjoyed it. You might give it a try again. Um, I think by the third episode through eight, it's super solid and they, you really get to grab onto the characters and um, I don't know. We all found it pretty engaging and everybody yeah. here liked it. Nobody else had any concept of it going in. So I was I the think, only one that read anything. Do, watching it the way you watched it, I think would, that sounds fun. Like I think I probably would have done better in a situation like that where yeah. instead of just being the two of us, it would have been, you know, a couple more or a few more people. Yeah, what we would do is every week they would release the, um, they called it an x-ray, and it was kind of a behind-the-scenes thing. Mm -hmm. We had to be on a computer to watch it. It's not, you can't do it through an app. Mm -hmm. Um, So we would then watch the previous week's one as we watched this one to get a little more backstory on things and then watch it. So it became quite the spectacle every Friday. So if you catch up Monday, you are more than welcome to join us next season. (laughs) All right. What was your TV show? Well, Paul touched on all the Marvel stuff, and I, I mean, I, I would have to go with Hawkeye. I, I, it, I never in a million years would have imagined myself sitting here saying that a Hawkeye TV show was the, my favorite TV show of the year, but holy crap, it was so good, so mm-hmm. good for so many reasons. You know, they brought Vincent D'Onofrio back, and... Uh, they seem to have powered him up a little bit, which is fine. I'm okay with that. This this Kingpin feels more in line with the comic book Kingpin. Um, uh, Echo, they introduced Echo, which is an awesome character created by David Mack, who is a fantastic artist and a wonderful human being, and she's getting her own show, and that's very cool. Interested to see where they go with that. And the whole thing was just great. The tracksuit mafia lucky the pizza dog kate bishop's awesome it's all good i loved it and that's so if you guys got anything to add to that we can do that before i get to my honorable mention 
well, two things. One, I've seen shirts for the moving company, the moving truck, uh, yeah. not for sale. I'd like to get one of those. And two, I mean, how awesome that Vincent was back as Kingpin. Every time I saw him, though, I kept thinking, oh, not a cat. Oh, from yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Are. But uh, yeah, he was he was killer. And I really, really enjoyed the, the way they just kind of put out little Easter eggs here and there. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. not going to spoil it for everybody, but just subtle little things. I mean, without even reading the story, just kind of reading fan theories and things and seeing you know where it could possibly go if there's another season or spinoff shows from that even yeah yeah i there was, was worried in the beginning oh really <laughs> well and i i went in not expecting to like it i i enjoy the fraction story but i'm not a huge jeremy renner fan yeah and mm-hmm. i don't love hawkeye yeah and then so then my first taste of echo was like god it just doesn't feel like the comic book you know i mean it, mm-hmm. i was just getting worried i was going to be the fan dick that we're talking about um and then by the end, she came around, and and thank goodness mm-hmm. we had that final closing bit yeah. with with Kingpin, which is so good. So yeah, that fight on the rooftop with mm-hmm. the two Hawkeyes and Echo mm-hmm. and Yelena was oh man, that was so good. It was. But uh, oh, and Yelena, she was awesome. It's good to see her back, and you know the whole thing with her and Hawkeye were great. And yep. Uh, but. Uh, I had something else I was going to say too. Now well, I can't you think oh, about uh, that, go ahead. Linda Cardellini. Yes. I love, I love her. I've, I've loved her since Scooby-Doo. <laughs> and uh, yeah, well that I'd never saw that when it first aired. So mm-hmm. I came to that later, but, um, but uh, yeah. And the whole thing that happened with her, with the watch and all that, it's, you know, I don't, uh, I have questions about that, but we don't have to get into that here. So let's let's not dance around the fact. I think what you drew you to the Hawkeye being your favorite was the musical, especially the bonus. Season yeah, season. yeah, that was that was fun. <laughs> that was that was pretty great. That was yeah. <laughs> that was so but funny too because in the show, in the show called Hawkeye. They show you this musical number where Hawkeye's like barely mentioned. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's just it's so really funny. Nice. <laughs> it was, yeah, it's just like how everyone in that world mm. sees him. <laughs> and like, even Ant Man gets a big nod too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he yeah. wasn't even there. <laughs> what I really like about those shows is that they can get away with, like, you didn't have to invest any time in the Yelena and Hawkeye bit and, the, you know, the, where they were butting heads or the impact that, you know, knowing Natasha had on either one of them because we got all that in the movie. So they get the benefit of having that backstory. Then I have to do it in the show. We just yeah. know it as people who've watched it all. So, yeah, that's cool. The scenes, the scenes with her and Kate were great. That was, that was yes, they were. She's, Florence Pugh is awesome. I really, between the Black Widow movie and this show, I like, I'm, I'm smitten oh. with her. I, she's great. <laughs> Wrestling a little bit. We should get lunch later. <laughs> <laughs> so my honorable mention is you guys touched on it earlier was the Falcon and winter soldier because I love both of those characters. I've mm-hmm. been a huge captain America fan since I was a kid. I love, so anything done with all of his uh, supporting cast, if you will, I, I was super excited about it and it was good. It was fun. Those two together are absolute magic and 
the the only thing I didn't love about that series was how they handled Sharon Carter. Mm-hmm. I love that character. And in the comics, like she is, I mean, she's Steve's girlfriend, like on and off, like forever. And the way they handled her and, you know, made her all shady and stuff, I didn't love. But other than that, the series is pretty great. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it. All right. So is that it? We did our TV shows? We did. Fantastic. Good group of shows. They're looking uh, very similar. (laughs) consistent Uh, nerds here yeah absolutely all right so movies i guess i'll start off on this one rotating the cast um i'm just gonna stay away from spider-man i loved it it's one of the best movies i've seen in a couple years but um it's been talked to death so i'm gonna go with don't look up which you just watched a couple of days ago what a poignant movie for the times we are living in it's um it's so incredibly when you see the reactions of the characters and how they behave you're like oh whatever and then you're like oh my god that pales in comparison to reality when you you know when you really put it next to the the real thing right so it becomes really kind of (laughs) sad when you start thinking about you know this is not really that fictional yeah uh, but it's it's kind of the movie we need right now i think it's Mm -hmm. a comedy no less too yes (laughs) yes that's a that's a great choice who directed that? McKay. Yeah. Is Adam McKay. McKay. That's right. I We haven't watched it yet. It's on our list, but we haven't got to it yet. I won't. Yeah, I won't spoil anything. I'm hearing it, good things about it. I actually saw somebody post about it earlier and said that they've always kind of liked DiCaprio, but didn't really appreciate him as much as they probably should have until this movie or something, you know, so mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he was intense in Wolf of Wall Street, but this is a different intensity, and it's damn good. To say yeah. the least, so damn good. He's such a good character actor, and mm-hmm. the guy he plays yeah. is so the opposite of him in many ways. But man, he just nails it, and uh, he's Jennifer good. Lawrence even is fantastic too. Yeah, yeah, he's good even in movies that aren't great. I mean, Shutter yeah. Island is not a great movie, but he is fantastic. <laughs> Well, this one's good. I can't wait to hear what you think about it once you see it. Cool. Yep. All right. Monday, you're up. Uh, so I I had a hard time picking a favorite movie. Um, I mean, it's easy to say Spider-Man just because that was the most recent and it's awesome. So one might even say it was amazing. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so... But I did not go with that. I, I went back. One of the first movies that Lacey and I saw in a theater since, I mean, we didn't go to a theater, obviously, for a long, long time. And uh, one of the first movies we we both really wanted to see because it looked amazing. And it was was uh, The Green Knight. Yes, that was great. And it was <clears throat> it's slow. It is. But it is absolutely visually stunning from beginning to end. It is a gorgeous, gorgeous movie. And Dev Patel, I I mean, if he doesn't get nominated for something, I think somebody needs to be looking for a fix. So he he was great in it. And the director, uh, David Lowry, like I went back and I was trying to look at 
see where he came from. And like the only other thing that I saw on his list that I've seen is the the recent uh, Pete's Dragon. He directed that, which was good. But I mean, yeah, so he's done a lot of like short work and different kinds of things. But yeah, this is probably the first thing he's gotten like tons of attention for i'm i'm assuming and deservedly so I, it was fantastic yeah and it was pretty pretty true to the original material yeah um, i've always been a fan of the arthurian stuff too so i kind of knew you know the story of Gwen and the green knight and all that stuff so i was interested to see how they handled it yeah there was a few minor changes but man i loved it and it was shot yeah. it was so beautiful yeah, so, the Green Knight himself was very cool. Yes, that's A twenty four, right? Yes. Yeah, they they do interesting, interesting stuff. This new goat movie they've got coming up is or land <laughs> or whatever it is. Woo. Yeah, that looks interesting. So, did you uh, have an honorable mention? I don't. We'll say Spider Man. Spider Man. We're all going <laughs> to use honorable mention Spider Man. Yeah, no doubt. JPP, what's your honorable mention? Uh, definitely Spider-Man. I mean, that, that <laughs> one definitely topped the list in, in a lot of ways. It was a satisfying watch. It was, um, a lot of good, um, tickles of the dopamine, if you will, uh, <laughs> across the board. So, um, that one's just going to be put on the shelf and goes without saying, but I'd say my 2021 movie was Ghostbusters Afterlife. Um, you know, the nostalgia, the, the nerd in me and the, um, just the way they played that story through was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, at first I thought, well, how are they going to pull this off? And then once I saw the intro and I saw what was going on, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm in. And, you know, it's funny to hear like the throwback to the, some of the old music stabs, dun, 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 you know, mm-hmm. here and there. And, uh, Paul Rudd was hilarious in it as well. So, you know, you can't go wrong that that was certainly a, a fun and uh somewhat kind of a tug on the heartstring ride for me um yeah. we didn't make it out to see that one so yeah. uh, it, it was good it was really really good um let's see if there was an honorable honorable mention aside from spider-man i mean definitely don't look up was uh really up there for me uh the disappointment we we watched on hbo max we watched the matrix the newest one mm-hmm. <laughs> we haven't yet yeah. he wants to see it real bad and i'm like oh i'm not hearing good things well so i'm not going to spoil the movie but even neo sometime in the middle of the movie says well what was the point <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. if that tells you anything <laughs> did it end up being fresh on rotten tomatoes I didn't I look. Have no idea. Yeah, we'll have to uh, check that I will out. Check that right now. While you know what? There. I can change my honorable mention from Spider-Man to Suicide Squad. Oh, that was uh, fun because I just saw it the other day, finally, and I loved it. I loved it so much. <laughs> it was good. Yeah. Lacey did not love it, but I did. I my wife didn't either. Yeah, it, it's de- it definitely has a, a specific demographic. I think Erin was really bored with it, but uh, <laughs> man, I thought it was great. I thought I just thought it was killer, and um, the just <laughs> just some of the things that they pulled off. You're like, oh shit! <laughs> oh man, John Cena was awesome. Oh yes, did you see the new trailer for Peacemaker? No, I have tried been trying oh. to avoid. I saw one. And I I saw that there was a character in it, and I was like, oh, I wish they could have surprised me with that. But 
but yeah, I haven't. I've not watched a ton. Yeah, I just saw it on Twitter today, so I watched the trailer, and it's something yeah. else. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, Matrix is a uh, it is fresh sixty five percent. Just wow. barely made the cut. Yeah, it's about stale though. That's for sure. Yeah. All right, I think that wraps up the movie category, and then we move on to our final year in review category, which would be books and comic books. And we are going to have Mr. Mundy lead us off with that. Well, shocker, shocker, I went with the comic series. Um, This was a five-issue limited series called The Other History of the DC Universe. And holy crap, it is amazing. It's um, The format is cool. It's in the, you know, DC's black label. They do these oversized kind of magazine-sized comics and so they look really nice. The art's a little bit bigger, um, really good paper. Um, so it looks good. And uh, this series was written by, uh, I believe he's an Academy Award winner, John Ridley. Mm-hmm. And which is cool. Somebody like that to come into comics and take on a project like this. And the art was by, um, I'm assuming he's Italian, the Giuseppe Comancoli. He's good. He's very He's a good. Great artist. And uh, the book, so the book looks great, but the story, I mean, it's, it's called The Other History. So back in the day, after the Crisis on Infinite Earths in 1986 and 7, DC released like a two volume thing that was called History of the DC Universe. And it basically combined all of their history into like their new continuity going forward from there, which of course is no longer exists and it changes every other year. So this one is basically in real time. And so it starts in, I think the sixties, I don't remember, but uh, it's five issues. Each issue basically covers a character from this year to this year. And it's, their story and um it's not done like a regular comic book like each page is almost a splash page with the large image and stuff and lots of text it's not like thought balloon it's basically that character um narrating their own story and it 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 covers it's called the other history because it covers um characters of color and characters like the LGBTQ characters and stuff like that. So I think the, the first issue is black lightning. I know I'm going to miss something here is it's there's not in this order, but it's there's black lightning. There's um, uh, Mal Duncan and Bumblebee is in one cause they were like married and stuff. Um, Katana from the outsiders and uh, the, the question, but it's the Renee Montoya question. So that hits, she's Hispanic and uh, gay. So that, that hits two of the parameters. And the last issue is thunder, which is black lightning's daughter. So it's very cool. Very, very, very cool. Very well done. It's moving. Uh, you know, there's a couple of tearjerker scenes and it's all about social commentary and that it's just uh, highly recommended, highly, highly recommended. 
probably the best thing I read this year. Awesome. I've almost picked that up a couple of times and I love the format. Yeah. I've got a couple of the other series they've done in that format. That's yeah. when they use the pages, when you've got extra space and they use it to its yep. best, man, is it beautiful. Well, you can borrow mine. So, <laughs> And you were correct. He won an Academy Award for 12 Years a Slave. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Cool. So did you have an honorable mention? Uh, no, not really. I, I mean, I've read so much. It's, I don't, there's a lot. <laughs> there is. You're correct. Jeremy and I take part in a 1,000 comics per year attempt. And we have a spreadsheet that we keep with a gentleman <laughs> from Ireland who kicks our butt. Uh, on it's the ridiculous. Daily. I think he hits it in the first month every time. Yeah, he's insane. Seems like it. Um, and I told Monday here that our um, entertainment correspondent on the website, Mr. Goldfield, reads, I think his ending total was just under 5,000 comics for the year. Oh my gosh. That's insane. He is a machine and he remembers every detail. It's crazy. That's awesome. That's yeah. that's commendable because uh, <laughs> I fall I'm asleep jealous. when I read. <laughs> uh oh. So this ought to be interesting. What yeah. did, what did Paul make it through a book this year? No, I, I really didn't. I, I have been collecting comics and I'm I'm still waiting on a shipment from my supplier. I was wanting to read Death of Doctor Strange before uh end of the year, but it hasn't arrived mm -hmm. yet. But that's okay. You know, my supplier was at Disney and had a lot going on for the holidays, so I'll, I'll give him a pass. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, no, I, I I do read when I can, but I don't have any kind of focused series that I'm in. At this point, I'm just more reading just to kind of keep my brain focused on something and uh, being partially entertained when I have a few minutes here and there. But you guys know I usually tinker and, uh, right. you know, get my hands dirty with music or, you know, cooking or whatever projects I've. I feel like messing with. So uh, my mention, I, instead of uh, books, I was going to go with a video game. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. We did spend, even though this is four years old, we, my daughter and I spent a considerable amount of time on Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild uh, this year. And uh, I'm close to beating it. I've just got a couple more hearts to acquire and I want to uh, upgrade my Master Sword. And I can't believe I'm saying these things because this was something <laughs> I had zero interest in throughout my life when zelda Nerd. was yeah it was a big thing but this game is fantastic it's a big open world and there's so much you can do but this year uh tony hawk released uh tony hawk pro skater one and two on the switch and uh we recently acquired it and so i'm gonna give that my 2021 nod because it brought me back to college when you know i had downtime between classes and me and my buddy jeff were trying to compete against each other and get all the points and all that stuff. So I'm rusty as heck, but the soundtrack is killer. There's a bunch of old tunes like Rage and Primus, but then there's new artists on there as well. And uh, the graphics are just fantastic. It's a, it's a great game. Cool. So what got you guys into Zelda? Was it your daughter? So, sorry, my daughter's actually coming in the room. Hey, actually, come here. Okay. Come here. I just want to say hi. <laughs> I wanted to say hi. All right. Hey. So what got us into Zelda in the first place? Um, Papa. Oh, yeah, that's right. Her her, uh, her grandfather, um, he was playing the game because he's got a Switch as well. And he's a big gamer. He loves, like, the Lord of the Rings and the big open world type stuff, too. And so oh. she saw that, you know, Zelda, or not Zelda, but Link could ride a horse. And she loves horse riding. So we had to get it. And, you know, we're riding throughout the uh, the plains. And I don't want to brag or anything, but uh, with our... Uh, expansion pack i was able to conquer this big boss and now i have a motorcycle and i'm running around the world so 
<laughs> so, wow. lots, lots of fun. Cool. All right. Well, I guess that just brings it to me. And so um, I do have one choice. I have a book choice, which I don't get to read very many books anymore. So, you know, when that happens, that's kind of a good thing. And it is, um, and it, does it count if I read it this year, but it didn't come out this year? Hmm. Why not? Yeah. I like where your head's at. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> finally got rules. So <laughs> that's true. He made up every rule. He never played by the rules. I meant, uh, no, I won't stand for it. Then my honorable mention is now my choice. <laughs> no, I just finally got, um, actually, I just made a mention to my wife. And so she bought it for me for Christmas. And I read it. It's The Water Dancer by Tana Hesey Coates. Oh, yeah. And it's an interesting slave story. But it does it does add like a little mysticism and a power that mm -hmm. um, is pretty cool. And the main character um, it has a white father, black mother. So he's kind of in both worlds which makes them interesting and it's really it's a cool story it's very simple yeah. um moves fairly quickly so it's a quick read it's only i think 300 pages or something like that but i really enjoyed it i uh, i liked uh main character hiram very likable character and it's got some uh, one of the complaints i've heard is that it allows some white characters to be heroes and, you know, this is supposed to be the story of Hiram and he's, you know what I mean? But I kind of think that there's a, a lesson there that when we talk about civil rights and improving the rights of minority groups, if we don't have the Caucasian people on the side of that, it's not going to happen. I mean, almost 70% of the country is white. So if you can't get them on your side, we're not going to make many changes. So I kind of like that aspect in there. I think, uh, yeah, that sounds like, it, I mean, it's kind of a historical, historical fact is I may, might not be exactly what I want, but what you're saying is correct. I mean, at that time, who was making the laws, who, who was trying to, you know, I mean, yes, blacks were fighting for their own change, but, that change had to be enacted legally by whites. I mean, that's just that, that is how it worked. So I think nowadays, like if a story like that was set in more modern times, having the quote unquote white savior would might be more of a problem, but that sounds like it's kind of in a historical context. Yeah. So. And I don't think that it's necessarily a white savior. It's just a white who is in a slave story being depicted as a noble character. Right. Which again, I think, even now, to change society, you need that. If every white person sticks to Fox News, and that's where they, yeah. they you know, they, that's what colors their perception of the world. Yeah, it's going to be a tough time changing the way that. If we you're, no matter what people. you're trying to, yeah, no matter what you're trying to change, if I mean, people have to get on board, or it's not going to change. Yeah, so. I liked. It. I, I don't know. I thought they were done well, and um, story is really cool. So that was you cool. guys should check that out if you can. And I, uh, my, uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I have not read any of his uh, books, but I've read he's he has also written some comics. Um, I could, I didn't stick with his Black Panther for too long. It was pretty good, but mm -hmm. it was just at, at that time. It was like I got to cut something <laughs> and that just happened to get the axe. Um, but then he started writing Captain America. So I was like, "Ooh, this might be interesting. 
So, which, you know, I've always, I love Cap anyway. And his story, his story was pretty interesting. So seeing uh, his perspective and like where he's coming from to have to write, I mean, who, who might be considered the ultimate white saviors, Captain America. Mm -hmm. So uh, it was, it was pretty good. And that was, he, he came in, I think it was right after, uh, Falcon was no longer Captain America. It was like Steve mm -hmm. took back over, and that's when Tanahasi came in and took over. So that that was kind of a kind of an interesting move, and it was good. Yeah, I enjoyed his Black Panther. I thought he did a pretty nice yeah. job on that. And I don't always read Black Panther, so uh, yeah, I was definitely interested. And he is the one writing the Superman story for the movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that'll definitely be interesting to see where he takes that. Right. Which is a great segue into my honorable mention, which is the Superman world of comics with Philip Kennedy Johnson. He has done an amazing job. I felt like when Bendis came in, he had some big ideas and it just kind of floundered a little bit, yeah. didn't go anywhere. Yeah. And then he gets in and instantly now, you know, Superman is off and he's kind of weakening a little bit. He's aging and uh, he's going to War World. And um, he used Grant Morrison to write a four issue Superman and the Authority series to then i did read that line and that's where it led that the end of that yeah. leads to world and yeah yes. so it's just been so good um so engaging so i'm i'm really excited about that and then son of kal-el with tom yeah. taylor is absolutely amazing as well yeah i read i picked up the superman and the authority because i had just i had all four trades of the original authority series that i read through and then like right as that was coming out so as I was reading the authority and trying to get through all of that, that was coming out. So I just waited until I got like all four issues and I read it all at once. And I picked up the Batman Superman authority, you know, tie into that. I did not continue on to, I think that led into the story in action comics. Is that right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I didn't get those, but I might have to borrow those from you. Yeah. It's fantastic. And uh, yeah. So Superman as itself went away. So it became Superman, son of Kal-El. And oh, so, right. okay. you know, Superman's off on War World, and then we got Jonathan behind, and he's right. doing super things. And um, Tom Taylor, I don't know that he can write anything bad. So <laughs> now, of course, he rankled some people because John is, of course, bisexual now. And yeah. People, I feel like a lot of yeah. that backlash was, I mean, it's a, the headline thing. Yep. It's the, the bait and switch. Oh, Superman's gay. And I mean, that's not the case. It's nope. Superman's son, which is a new character and he's coming of age. So why can't they do whatever they want with it? Like, it's not like they're changing history or anything like that. And it wasn't even that he was gay. Was it? I think he was bisexual or yeah. He kisses this boy in the like that, the but Yeah. So I there was a bigger deal made out of that than the fact that they did that with Tim Drake, who is a character mm -hmm. who has been around since the 80s. Yes, I love Tim Drake. And they now made him bisexual, which, I mean, I don't care about that. But uh, people that do care about it, they didn't make... There was a stink, but it wasn't near as big as the Superman thing, which wasn't even Superman. <laughs> and even if you did, you got 183 Robin issues to go back and enjoy. Know. You know yeah. what I mean? Get over it, people. Yeah. That's that whole kill, you know, ruin my childhood argument is so stupid. It's no, it didn't. Your didn't childhood change. still happened. You can still watch all the stuff you grew up watching. Yeah. Just don't watch this thing you don't like. It's okay. Thank goodness this didn't become the grumpy old man show. Yeah. We, we roll with it pretty well. 
Yeah. Harumph. <laughs> I didn't get a harumph out of that guy. <laughs> all right. Okay. So that I think pretty much wraps up all of our big highlights from the year. So now, JPP, mm -hmm. what are you looking forward to in this new year? I'm looking forward to the next season of The Boys. Really want to see yeah. that. Yeah. I forgot and, about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's been, I think, what, the last season came out in 2020. Is that right? I think so, so. It's, yeah. It's been on a little bit of a break. So it's out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. But yeah, very excited for that. Definitely anxious to watch um, Book of Boba Fett and how that unfolds. Really looking forward to um, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And, um, you know, you guys, well, I've kind of picked it up myself. Monday always kind of enabled me back in the day when he let me read his Wolverine comics and stuff. But I do have a box of 250 comics I need to catch up on this year. So I'm looking forward to that as well. <laughs> on top of, you know, hopefully getting some uh, creative drive and making some more art and music again. And lastly, uh, from the more personal journey kind of thing, I'm, I, got myself a dutch oven yesterday and oh. uh, and looking for not not nice. that dutch oven but uh looking forward to uh you know <laughs> making some good food and uh all that good stuff so in fact i was watching a recipe for a pumpkin soup a little bit ago before we started mm. so nice uh, that's on my list i'm gonna Love work it. on the fire pit and do some outdoor cooking and you know kind of reconvene with nature try to connect myself you know with the elements so maybe everything else will fall back in line very cool Excellent. All right. I'll go next. So we Monday close the show. So I am looking forward to the new Slipknot record, which of course. is supposed to be out in a few months. They had Chapel Town Rag, which came out. Mm -hmm. it's, it's interesting because when they came out, they're just so angry. You know, everything mm -hmm. was angry, angry. And so it's like, okay, now you're famous. You sell out shows everywhere. You're probably not as angry as you used to be. And you see Corey around, mm -hmm. and he seems pretty happy most of the time. So what do you write about? What angers you? So mm -hmm. social media. Easy. Chapel Town Rag's pretty good. So yeah. I'm excited about what might come here in the yeah. new year. Um, again, Boba Fett. I can't wait to watch that. Maybe do a show on it. Agents. Hey. And um, Wheel of Time Season 2. Super excited to see what happens there. And then personally... Uh, I want to keep working on the drums and want to get um, some recording stuff and then record some drum stuff over this next year. And I'm not even going to put out there to finish reading the Wheel of Time series. I'm just telling you, <laughs> with, a, with, with, with as many hours as I work, there's no way I'm reading 900 pages at a clip. So. <laughs> and I will get a thousand comics this year. I will not let Glenn beat me. Yeah. Keep sending me those uh, loops you uh, you record with your phone. I'm, I'm I'm excited to hear your progress for sure. Every once in a while, I'll be at, at a parking lot and all of a sudden I hear. That's why I got to get better recording material, though. Yeah. So you, so you really hear, you know, the, the, yep. the snare and everything. So I bought my daughter a little <laughs> electronic drum pad um, for Christmas and she loves it. So, I mean, ideally, I'd like to get her a full electronic drum kit one day, you know. <laughs> but, um, and then I also got her a uh, little, it's a plastic synthesizer, but it's, uh, got wires and springs, then you got to connect them to make it to make different sounds or trigger different lights, or you have to use different switches to get it to work. So, um, just cool ways to get her brain working with the technical aspect of music and kind of the engineering side of it too. So, uh, you know, those toys are fun and to learn and grow with. And and uh, I'm, what I'm trying to say is basically keep doing it. I look forward to yeah. seeing where you go with this this year. Me too. I at least I'm playing every day. Cool. So that's good. Not not two hours a day. I don't have that much time, but sure. At least get behind the kit at least every day. 
awesome. And you're not driving the wife too crazy with it, right? They're good about it. I know it's banging right. (laughs) (laughs) They can hear it, but uh, they don't complain. It can't be. That can't be that much worse than you trying to learn the violin. <laughs> that may be. I, I'm a little better at this, a lot faster than I was the other. So, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> it's always that start of the note when you're beginning violin. Like, <laughs> I found somebody else who wanted to play it. So, I, I let them have it. Nice. There you go. Their problem oh. now. <laughs> yeah, their family can suffer. <laughs> All right, Monday. What are you looking forward to? Um, well, comics wise, uh the first issue came out, I think, last month, and it's going to be slow coming, I know that, <laughs> just because of who it is. But um there's a it's Kelly Sue DeConic writing and um uh i just lost his it's jimenez phil jimenez uh doing the artwork on wonder woman historia and wow the first issue i I mean there are not words to describe it it was absolutely stunning it phil jimenez is ridiculous he started out as kind of a george perez clone which is a feat into itself uh but his artwork is absolutely stunning and ridiculous it's so good and 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 it was a great read so but it's not uh, it, I, the issues are going to be probably delayed and I, i'm i'm prepared for it and i think it'll be worth it uh movie wise i'm definitely looking forward to the batman um I, I mean, give me all the Batman all the time, every day. I don't care. Make as many movies as you want. Just make a good movie. I don't, I mean, you could put somebody different in the suit every time. I don't care as long as it's good. And I feel like this looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. And I, I definitely was not sure about Robert Pattinson, but from what we've seen, I'm like, I'm on board. I'm, I'm with it. I'm ready. Cool. So, um, TV wise, I love the Suicide Squad, so I'm definitely looking forward to the Peacemaker. I can't wait for that. Um, and uh, Kenobi, really yeah. looking forward to that. Yeah, there's like almost no information out there about it, but it's supposed to be coming this year, so we'll see. I, I, I would like to see that, and I'm yeah. anxious for you and to step back into the robes, and I'm, I'm excited. Nice. I almost hope all we get is a teaser of the title shot. Okay. I see nothing of the show until we get yeah. to see it. That would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Won't happen, but. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Disney will not let that happen. So. And on, on a personal note, uh, on uh, December 11th, my daughter uh, gave birth to our second granddaughter. And. She is still in the hospital. She was very early. So she's still in the hospital trying to get strong enough to come home. So I'm really looking forward to her coming home and us getting to meet her. Yeah, definitely. Congrats to that. Yeah, man. Make me feel old, dude. Does it it feel (laughs) weird saying grandchild yet? Yes and no. Yes and no. That's all right. My nephew got engaged yeah. at Christmas. So, you know, that makes me feel old too. So it, it feels weird until they're here and then it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. So, 
Yeah. Right. <laughs> awesome. Groovy, groovy. All right, gentlemen, that closes out another year of the show, which is exciting. We're closing in on 100. I cannot wait. We got to pick something good. Yeah, we got to figure 100. something out. Mm-hmm. So we will do that. We got a few shows yet for that one. And um, until then, you might want to check us out on social media. So, uh, Mr. Mundy, where can we find you? Just find me on Instagram at Metalhead Mundy. That's M U N D Y. All right. JPP, where can we find you? Um, you'll you'll find me kind of being sleepy on social media. I haven't really been on much lately, but uh, typically Instagram under Just Plain Paul or Instagram under the Phoenix Supernova will is where I will be. Phoenix Supernova. I love it. And I'm Foggy's pal. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find Wanderings and Wool Gathering on Apple Music, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, and SoundCloud. And you can find album, movie, TV, and comics reviews at wanderingsandwoolgathering.com. You can also find our podcast there. Drop by and check out the latest from Ben for 11, Chuck Wright, and Beauty and Chaos. If you're a movie fan, check out our movie review section with our entertainment correspondent, Ray Goldfield. He does an amazing job. Have you boys been over to check out his list of every Disney movie and every Pixar movie from top to bottom? Right? No, oh. not yet. I did see the, the post, but I haven't looked at it. Oh, yeah, it's insane. So We have uh, some of our friends, uh, I believe Sean Hilton and definitely uh, Ed Gibson. They were trying to watch all of the Disney movies mm-hmm. in order of release. And that woof. Wow. That's a lot. <laughs> that is a lot. Don't tell my wife. She'll have me doing that. <laughs> it would be fun once he gets to a certain part. Well, I don't know. That would, You'd have to have some time in between. That would get a little excessive. But uh, that'll do it, gentlemen. That wraps it up until next week, episode 97. See you then. Bye now. Goodbye.